Think about your life for a second. Think about all the times that they said it was over and then you decided in your mind to overcome. You always come back. You always get it back. You always get back up. You always end up right where you started. You always recoup. You always regain. You always revive your life. You always get things back in order, get things back in place. That's what you do. That's who you are. You are a person of resilience. No more, nothing less. Welcome to the Roy Hall Jr. Podcast. I don't know if you're headed to work, already at work, working hard or hardly working or working out. You might even be headed home from work. I'm just thankful that you guys are tuned in and listening. We have a lot to dive into today. But before we go any further, I want to remind you that you can download the Roy Hall Jr. Podcast on every major streaming platform. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and my very favorite RoyHallJr.com RoyHallJr.com You can get every episode of the Roy Hall Jr. Podcast at RoyHallJr.com There's a lot to get into today. Specifically I want to dive into Tiger Woods, the significance of his accident his surgery and the various challenges that he's had over the last five to seven years with his body uh, multiple surgeries and just different things going on. Um, and we'll dive into that. According to his doctors, Tiger is doing extremely well right now, recovering from those lengthy surgeries to repair those significant orthopedic injuries to his lower right extremities. And obviously he suffered those in that single car rollover crash. He had multiple compound open fractures to his lower right leg. And he had a rod placed in his tibia and screws and pins inserted into his foot and his ankle during that emergency surgery. Uh, that open fracture obviously means that uh, the bones uh, broke through the compound part, meaning that it broke into multiple pieces, which I know was extremely painful. There's a lot to dive into with this. We know how great of a golfer Tiger Woods is. Some will say he is the greatest of all time. He has 82 PGA Tour wins, 15 major titles. He's still behind the great Jack Nicholas, but some will say he revolutionized the game uh, to a whole nother level from attendance uh, to his impact on the black community and um, the viewership, the money. Um, no one was making over a million dollars before Tiger Woods came into the golf uh, realm. And so now multiple golfers are, are, are netting over a million dollars. And so his impact cannot be denied. I'm talking a guy who has millions and millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars investments. One of the most famous guys in the world. I mean, literally people have been following Tiger Woods life around since he was two years old on a local TV show, showing people that he could putt and he can golf at two years old. So this man has accumulated wealth, accumulated fame, accumulated fortune and popularity, accumulated wins, 82 wins on the golfing tour, a 15-time uh, major champion, and one of the greatest to ever do it. He really shifted the attention of golf. There was a lot of, to do with race because he's black, and, and, and so there was a lot going on, uh, specifically in the early 2000s. And so Tiger is a monster, right? He's a great, he's a great guy, and he's had his share, fair share of adversity, but he's one of the greatest to, to do it of, of all time. Now, 
What's interesting is Tiger Woods has spent so much of his life becoming a great golfer. He spent so much of his life in the public eye. He's done. There is nothing that he can do that people won't talk about, whether it's if he's married or getting a divorce or has a girlfriend or has kids who he signs his endorsement deals with. It does not matter. People are going to talk about him. He's one of those top five or 10 names in the last 15 to 20 years that everyone around the world knows. But what's interesting to me is Tiger Woods, just like we do, uh, we're trying to, and he's continuing to do so and to build our careers. But just really sit and think about how much time we really spend on pursuing money or pursuing an occupation or pursuing a position that ultimately we're going to lose or not get or just flat out waste our time because we have a shift in our mindset and we end up wanting to do something else. We're literally programmed to work, 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 and whatever time is left over, that's the time we'll just give to the people and to the things that we really want to do in life. And the majority of people are handcuffed as professionals into thinking like, I have to go to work, I got to go to my nine to five, and if I don't, I'm strapped. How am I going to pay my bills if I don't work? And so you go to college, you get your degree, you go to college again and get your master's, you go to college again and get your PhD or your doctor, like you're doing all these different things to increase your potential of having a better uh, life opportunity, a better job opportunity that you feel is going to make you feel like life is complete. I want to give you some numbers. On average, I don't know if you guys knew this, but on average, people spend 25 minutes and 24 seconds driving to work each day on average. All right, some obviously shorter, some longer. Some people drive an hour to work. Some people drive 15 minutes. It might be right around the corner. But on average, people spend 25 minutes and 24 seconds driving to work each and every day. So let's double it because we got to go to work and we got to come back home. So 50 minutes and 48 seconds, so almost an hour. But to and from work, you're spending 50 minutes and 48 seconds driving to and from work. That's approximately 252 minutes in the car each week or 4.2 hours. Let's go ahead and just assume you work at least, at least 40 hours a week, plus the 4.2 hours you spend driving. There's only 168 hours in a week, which means you spend 26% of your week driving to work, working, and driving home from work. Over a quarter of your week, and let's just say over a quarter of your life from ages, say, 22 to approximately 65 when you're going to retire. So about 40 years or the prime of your life, you spend a quarter of your life driving to and from work and actually working. 26% of your life is spent doing something that you probably don't want to do. So we spend all this time going to and from work, stressed out at work, stressed out with the people at work. Stressed because of the results at my work. Stressed out because when I come home, people don't understand my work. It steals our energy. It drains us. It changes us emotionally and mentally. And we have to put on certain masks to be able to operate in our working atmosphere. But we spend a quarter of our prime of our lives doing something that we probably don't even want to do. Working. Working for the money, right? Working for a lifestyle. I want my house to look a certain way. I want my cars to be a certain 
type. I want my kids to have a certain type of education, private school. I want them to be their college to be paid for. There's nothing wrong with these things at all. I mean, I have the same aspirations as well. So don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not saying that work is wrong and I'm not saying that wanting nice things is wrong. I am saying, though, that we spend more time on the investments than we do the involvement. And what we found out with Tiger Woods is investments, the amount of money you make, the amount of money that you can deposit, the amount of money that you have saved, the amount of plans that you have with this money that you do have saved, the amount of investments do not make you invincible. Investments, money, platforms, positions do not make you invincible. Investments do not make you invincible. Lucrative investments don't necessarily mean that your life is invincible. Lucrative investments do not mean that your life is invincible. And so today I want to focus on being involved. I want you to intentionally spend your time with the people that matter most. Because I know that Tiger Woods, he woke up and he said, I don't really remember anything. But I know when he realized what happened, the first couple of people that came to mind was probably his 13-year-old daughter, his 12-year-old son, and the people that are closest to him. And I would imagine the same is true for you. If something catastrophic happened, if a tragedy happened, if an accident occurred, I promise you, you will be thinking more about your family than you would be your finances or your investments. People say accidents and tragedy give you perspective. Yeah, it shows you that you're invincible. Investments don't mean that you're invincible. One of the things that we end up doing most of the time is we end up utilizing a classic excuse or a heavy reason in our mind anyway. And it's, it normally sounds like this. The reason why I work so much is to take care of my family. The reason why I'm, I'm working 60 hours a week is to make sure my family is taken care of. The reason why I'm spending so much time in the office is to make sure that we have a certain lifestyle. And those are all excuses. And so don't allow I'm working to take care of my family to become the excuse why you don't spend time with your family. Don't let the excuse or the reason I'm working to take care of my family to be the reason or the why or the excuse on why you're not spending time with your family. The irony in that. I'm working so hard for these investments. I'm working so hard for my lifestyle. I'm working so hard for my money. I get it all and I lose it all at the same time. Happens all the time from CEOs down to the person that's just working at the front desk. Being a professional, being a pro, is not necessarily about how much money you make. It's about the relationships that you're able to build and the relationships that you're able to keep. Now, before we go to our next segments, one of the questions that I'm often asked is, how do I get you to come to my event? How can I get you to speak with my team or speak to my company? And the answer to that is RoyHallJr.com. As a corporate speaker, I focused on helping professionals master mental toughness, their mindset, consistently performing under pressure and maintaining motivation. I spent over a decade, man, it's been a decade. Anyway, speaking to corporations at business conferences, professional development seminars, and virtual training. During my five years as a professional football player, yes, I played professional ball for the Indianapolis Colts, a coffee break with the New Orleans Saints, and uh, three games with the Detroit Lions. 
I acquire a supreme understanding of what it takes to not only inspire professionals to perform in high stress situations, but also what tools and strategies to provide them with to help neutralize challenges in the workplace that influence disengagement and low motivation. Mastering mental toughness begins with turning stress into durable strength. You no longer have to just admire what professional athletes do. You can apply the exact productivity principles that they use to your profession as well. You have what it takes to be a pro. Yes, you do. Listen, visit RoyHallJr.com. That's RoyHallJr.com to find out how I can speak at your next event, virtual or in person, or provide your team with a private professional development training. That's RoyHallJr.com. RoyHallJr.com. Be a pro. You love how I mentioned my website like four times. Lucky I didn't come up with a jingle. Let's get back to work. I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down. Please write this down. Stop concentrating on your investments and carve out time to be involved. I want you to write that down. Stop concentrating on your investments and carve out time to be involved. Be more involved with the productivity of your team. So if you have a team that reports to you, I want you to be more involved with the productivity of your team. I want you to be more involved with the development of your children. I want you to be more involved with the direction of your marriage. I want you to be more involved with the quality of your mental health. How about this? Can you be more involved in your own life? Can you be more involved in your own life? If you look at your calendar today, how many things on that calendar were things that somebody else told you to put on your calendar that you had to take care of for them? How many things on your calendar are the things that you insert it in your calendar. Can you be more involved in your own life? Your boss tells you what to do. Your coworkers tell you what to do. You got this meeting and that meeting. You got to go to lunch with this person. You got this Zoom call, that Zoom call, this Google meets. You got all these things going on and those aren't things that you woke up wanting to put on your calendar. Can you be more involved in your own life, in your own mental health? Can you step back and say, this Zoom meeting is going to have to put, be put on pause because I am so stressed out, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I need to take 24 hours to myself. I'm calling in off to work today. I'm calling in sick because right now that's how I feel in my mind. The quality of your own mental health. You expect a return on your investments, but real wealth is determined by your involvement. I'll say it again. You expect a return on your investments, but real wealth is determined by your involvement. And you can substitute whatever word in there you want to involve, participate more, uh, deeply committed, more concerned, whatever, whatever suit, <laughs> suits you. But you need to be more involved. You need to participate more in your own life and the day to day activities. There are certain things that I understand that you can't you can't shift right away. You can't just say I'm not showing up to work like I, I get it. But a mental health day. Just you know what? I'm not doing anything today. Not even any, I take that back. I'm taking a mental health day. I'm going to do what I want to do today. Whatever I want to do, I'm doing it today. Nobody's going to stop me. Even if I get fired, I'm taking this day. Because if they let me go for taking a day off of my mental health, I wasn't supposed to be there anyway. That wasn't the place for me. That wasn't the place for me. Let me read off what, what's happened to Tiger in the last, let's say, 10 years. Because 10 years is a long time. And things happen. And, and, and if you really think about your life over the last 10 years, how many negative things have happened? It's probably too many to count. And most of them, hopefully, you've forgotten about. 
because you've gotten through them, you, you've recovered from them. But Tiger Woods has had so many injuries and surgeries and things that go on in the last 10 years. And from an athletic standpoint, it's so hard to overcome these things and still be able to dominate in the fashion that he's been dominating. We're used to seeing him dominate. April 2011, he injured his Achilles tendon at the Masters. March 2014, has back surgery. September 2015, second back surgery. October 2015, third back surgery. April 2017, has his fourth back surgery. May 2017, was found, uh, you know, asleep beh behind the wheel of a car. He was taking some medications, fell asleep, got arrested. I mean, he, he it was obviously his medication, but he was in the news for that. December 23rd, 2020, his fifth back procedure. This man, six or seven procedures that for the majority of athletes would have completely destroyed and hindered their career, completely took them out. Now, just for a second, I want you to think about one or two or three things that in the last 10 years, when it was going on, you thought you wouldn't make it. I want you to really think back, and I, and I don't want to open up old wounds, but I really want you to, and, and here's the thing, if it's still bothering you, and it's still holding you hostage, you haven't gotten your power back yet. And so even right now, I'm going to force you to get your power back. I'm going to force you to face that and stop walking in fear. But just think of one or two or three things that have happened in the last 10 years that have not been favorable, have not been something that you wouldn't have wished on your worst enemy, has been something that you didn't think that you would make it through, that you didn't see coming, that took your legs out, that devastated you. But if you're hearing my voice right now, chances are you made it through. And if you're hearing my voice right now, chances are you made it a lot further than you thought you would have at the time when it was going on. See, Tiger Woods, he'll, he'll probably come back from this. And if you're going through anything, so will you. And Tiger Woods will probably end up back on top. And if I, if I was a betting man, I'd probably say, so will you. And so... I want you to write this down. I want you to write down, I will. I will. I want you to write down, I will. Because I believe it. I believe you will. Whatever it is that you're going through right now, whatever it is that's a challenge in your life, no matter how small or how large, no matter how, much, much, how many things are coming from the past that are showing their face in the present that you can't seem to get by or get through, I promise you, you will get through it. If Tiger Woods can overcome six or seven injuries from an athletic standpoint, he's just the inspiration, but I know you can do it yourself. I know you will. You will finish your race. You will hit number one. I promise you, you will get the promotion. You will end up exactly where you want to go. You will outdo the company expectations. I promise you that. You will. Most importantly, you will come back. Anytime that you're down, you could be up right now, but eventually you will be down in an area and you will come back. You will get it done. You will finish your race. It's your race. You're not competing against anyone else. It's you versus you all the time. It's your race. You will come back. You will win it. Target Woods has been down before. So have you. And if you came back then, you could come back now. If we learn anything from injuries, anything from tragedy, any, when, when life does not go your way, 
it's almost an indication that before it happened, you were on your way. You were on the right path. And for whatever reason, something or someone does not want to see you cross that finish line. And as soon as you decide to stay in your lane, as soon as you decide to get right back up and to get right back on the horse, so to speak, I've never ridden a horse before. But as soon as you decide to get back on your horse, keep heading north, keep heading north, keep heading north. Leg fractures, the very thing that he needs to get to the next level, he can't use right now. The very thing that he needs to golf, he can't use. Sometimes things get taken away from you and you feel like I will not be able to make it without this thing. And then all of a sudden, your survival tactics kick in, your experience kicks in, your perseverance and determination kicks in, and you realize the thing that you thought you needed most, that wasn't it. Your mindset has been it the whole time. Everything that you need is on the inside of you, not on the outside of you. So no matter what they do to your physical body, you got the mindset of a champion. And that's why you keep on winning. That's why you can't stay down. That's why you keep coming out on top. Because it does not matter what they take from you. It doesn't matter what's taken from you. You know how to get it back and you know how to do it at your pace and on time. Because you got what it takes in your mind. I'm ready to go. I'm fired up. I don't know if you can tell. I don't know if you can tell. Um, listen to this quote. Listen to this quote. Deputy Gonzalez said that it was very fortunate that Mr. Woods was able to come out of this alive. I don't know if it's about being fortunate. Some people just have the ability to overcome. I don't know how or why, but some people just have the innate ability to just overcome adversity. They just do. No matter what's going on, no matter what happens, you're like, man, this person always survives. This person always comes back. This person always figures it out. If I ask you the question, what have you overcome? I'm not giving you a subject or like a topic. What have you overcome? Isn't it interesting how when you start thinking about things that you've either overcome or you're overcoming, how it puts you in a vulnerable situation, right? And you start thinking about, wow, I can't believe that happened to me, right? And immediately this victim mentality sets in when, when victory always lives inside of your heart and mind. And the victim mentality is the outside influence. Things on the outside are making me feel this way. Like, only things on the outside can make you feel like you can't overcome something or that you're not strong enough to deal with or look at something. But on the inside, you're always wanting to fight back. You're always wanting to do what you need to do to survive. So here's some questions. All right, here we go. Have you ever been laid off? Have you ever been fired? Have you ever had a surgery? Have you ever had an idea stolen? Have you ever been passed over for a promotion? Have you ever been outbid? Have you ever been broke? Have you ever missed a payment? Have you ever seen an eviction notice? Have you ever lost a loved one? Have you ever been told I can't? Because here's the thing. We can, we can say have you ever for, for, for forever. We can say that forever. But the bottom line is you came out better. That's the bottom line. We can, we can say have you ever forever, but the bottom line is you came out better. Have you ever? Because your have you ever and my have you ever may be different, but the bottom line is then and forever, we will always come out better. 
You're so much stronger than you were then. You're much more talented than you were then. You have more experience than you had then. You are more mature than you were then. Your muscles are a lot larger than they were then. Your skin is a lot thicker than it was then. Your heart is so much stronger than it was then. You came out better. You came out better. And so every time there's an accident, every time there's a crash, every time your investments look good and you realize when they're all gone that they didn't help you become invincible, whenever there's a challenge going on in your life, if you get through it and when you get through it, you'll come out better. You'll come out better. Speaking of coming out better, Handmade with Love by Sonya. Handmade with Love by Sonya. Custom handmade crocheted adult and toddler beanies, baby blankets, and ear warmers. Keep warm with this custom 100% acrylic name brand yarn customized for the size of your head so that it fits perfectly. Handmade with Love by Sonya. Visit Handmade with Love by Sonya dot bigcartel.com that's handmade with love by sonya dot bigcartel.com yeah it's it's kind of chilly still in columbus ohio i'm definitely gonna have to grab one of those handmade with love beanies uh, let's go ahead and get back into it all right so i'm going to give you these three things real quick how to get involved in your own life number one I do want you to map out a mental health day once every quarter. Once a quarter, I want you to have at least one mental health day. This day, you can do whatever you want to do. You can go get a mani-pedi. You can go get your hair cut or shaved. You can sit on the couch and watch Netflix shows all day. You can watch HGTV all day. You can spend all day with your kids if that's what you decide to do. But I need you to once a quarter to take a mental health day. It's number one. You need to schedule that. Remember, I told you to take control of your calendar. Take control of your calendar. So once a quarter, I need you not on a Sunday or a Saturday. I need you to take it during the middle of the week. That's a part of the that's a part of the task. Take it during the middle of the week. Not, hey, I'm gonna take it on a Saturday when my I need you to take a Wednesday off work. I need you to not go to work on a Monday. I need you to not go to work on a Tuesday or a Thursday. They'll be all right. Trust me. They'll be okay. Number two, I want you to ask yourself this question. If you only had 24 hours to live, if you knew you only had 24 hours to live, who are the people? that you would fight to make sure that you spent time with in those last 24 hours? Who would those people be? Now, this is kind of tricky because the next statement can make it kind of tough, but we can get creative. Whoever those people you listed are, I need you to spend approximately no less than 25 minutes and 24 seconds with them each day. 25 minutes and 24 seconds I need you to spend with those people each day. If they don't live in your state or don't live close enough to you where you can actually see them each day, I need you to at least make contact on the phone with them and have at least 25 minute conversation with them. 
It's a long time to talk on the phone. I know. But it's also the same amount of time that you drive to work each day. 25 minutes and 24 seconds. So if you could spend 25 minutes alone in your car going somewhere that you really don't want to go, that you're probably running late to, and that you have to get your mind right just to walk through the door, you're telling me that you can't be involved in and involved with and hanging out with and communicating with and spending time with the people that you love most in the world for 25 minutes? They're not worth 25 minutes. And then number three, audit your hours. I want you to audit your hours. 168 hours in a week. We already have come to the conclusion that 40% of our work week, 40% is all work. And then if you throw in sleep and you're getting eight hours, that's probably another 40 to 45%. That means we got a small fraction of time where we can actually spend time doing the things that we love to do. And so I really want you to, for one week, for the next seven days, I want you to write down what you do with all of your time. So on Monday, I woke up at 6 a.m., calculate time I took to brush my teeth, wash my face, shower, get dressed, get your coffee, get out the door, get in your car, drive to work, work, leave work, how much time it took me to get home. When I got home, I did laundry, then I answered some emails, then I had to cook for the kids. Then we had homework. And then I stopped and watched the hour. I want you to look at your days for seven straight days. That's, that's too much work, Roy. You're working for you. This is for you and your mental health. This is so that you can recover. This is so that you can make a comeback. This is so that you could be sharp and on time. So I want you to get those hours and 5%. 5% of your hours need to be exactly what you want to do. Not what's scheduled, but what you want to do. That's what I need. My mental health day, number one. Number two, I need to write down who I would spend my time with if I only had 24 hours to live. And I need to spend at least 25 minutes and 24 seconds with those people every single day, one way or another. Get creative. And then last but not least, I need you to audit the hours of your week. You got 168. I want you to see exactly where you're spending your time and investing your time because I need you to be more involved in particip participating in your own life than making investments in things that you won't even want if you only had 24 hours. We saw it with Tiger Woods. He's a billionaire and it didn't matter when that car went off the road. He has a lot of money, but it didn't matter. Those investments didn't matter. But I promise you his family did. I promise you his faith did. We got to make sure that we maximize and live out our lives to the fullest extent. Life is extremely valuable. So much more valuable than investing all of our time in things or disposition or our work. All right. If you enjoyed the Roy Hall Jr. podcast today, please do me a huge favor and share it to each one of your social media platforms. I don't know if you use LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or you might even be TikTok and I don't really know right now, but just hit the share button and share a quote, share something that you took from it, share one of the three principles, share um, why it's important to not be so caught up on investments and get more uh, introduced to involvement uh, with the things that really matter in your life. 
Also, if you want any of the episodes of the Roy Hall Jr. podcast, you can go over to RoyHallJr.com and download those for absolutely free. And we're also on every major streaming platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. You can find us there. Thank you so much for joining me on the Roy Hall Jr. podcast. Be a pro.